Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. And we're in New York City right now, but if you are in L.A., San Diego, or Miami, and you need a rental car, we wanted to tell you about (laughs) Skirt. It's only available in those two cities as of now, but it's an app that you download on your phone, S-K-U-R-T. Corinne and I use this every time we go to L.A. So good. We've driven in fucking Mustangs Mm. and Mercedes made me feel like a rich person. Never felt cooler. Honestly, yeah. I've (laughs) smoked everyone at lights, even when they weren't even trying to race me. Don't, uh, you didn't hear that skirt. Um, uh, the car, the car gets delivered to your door and they're as cheap as $21 a day. You don't have to be 21 years old or you have to be, you only have to be 21 years old. Yeah. You don't have to be 25, which is the normal age. Uh, most companies require. So you only have to be 21 and you don't need a credit card, which is exciting for me because I don't have one. There's no gas markup fees and you only pay the market price at the pump. And if you guys are in LA, San Diego or Miami, you can get $30 off your first skirt booking, which is basically a free car for a day. If you use the promo code GWF when you check out, this company could not make renting a car easier it's incredible. We 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 went to our uh, our Airbnb when we got to LA this last trip, and then some nice gentleman just fucking delivered a Mercedes to us. Yeah, everyone's like, all, like cute, and and the cars are all nice. Yeah, there's like no. It's not like they're gonna send you some like compact car. Like it's everything is like top of the line. Yeah, and you get variations. You can get like a fancy ass car. It's the categories labeled something different on the app. Fancy ass car, little ass car, yeah, medium ass car, whatever works for you. Yeah. So we just want to let you know that it's a good option for car rentals in those cities. They're fucking shout out to Skirt Man. Happy holidays. Are you enjoying this holiday season, Corinne? I am. You know what? Really? I realized. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't I? I love the holidays. I'm so stressed. I'm lately. obsessed with holidays. Yeah, I love Christmas. No, I felt like this was great because like this is the last like thing that we need to do until Christmas. So I felt like I was like heading into my last day of school. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I'm so great. excited. And I get oh. to see my brother. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Uncles. We get to drink with family. Oh, I'm not so if excited. you're me. We, there's like no alcohol in my holidays. <gasps> Oh, why? Al- alcohol and silence. My family doesn't drink really. Oh. Like my grandparents will have a glass of wine, but other than that, we're not a drinking family. My parents only drink on Christmas, like in the holiday area. Mm. When I have my uncles come in town, my mom texts me going, your dad's already drunk with Uncle Craig, LOL. Oh, wow. I'm like, good for him. I've never, he never drinks. I don't think I've ever seen either of my parents drunk, actually. <gasps> My dad's six Maybe. foot six, so it takes so much. And my mom, I mean, she probably hasn't been drunk since she was a teenager. My mom used to drink wine with uh, my grandpa when he was still alive. And they had a karaoke machine when I was in high school. And she would just sing karaoke until like 2 a.m. And I would scream at her. <laughs> like, mom, I'm trying to go to bed. But you love karaoke. I know. I feel like a real asshole. I got to apologize. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, in fact, we did it. We sang it this weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. That yeah. was fun. Yeah. Um. I had a personal... Th- what was I going to talk about? Oh, <laughs> this is so stupid. But you know when, like, 
you want to use your girl, your your girlness to get shit, you know, like to get to get a free drink at a bar. Oh, yeah, your done, womanly ways. Yeah, yeah, of course. Your womanly ways. I do it all the time. <laughs> Me too. I'm not going to lie. I'm not I'm it's, not not proud of it. Oh, I'm I just don't care. saying I do it. You got to use the tools the good Lord gave you. So I was on my way to New York Comedy Club, but I was like, I'm so tired. I've been staring at my computer all day. I need to go to Starbucks. I want to get like an iced Americano. Because I knew the Starbucks by me is open till 11. It was 930. And the one, the, the doors. Is the start this to is, the whitest I, story yep, I've ever The whitest. I'm um, fucking. <laughs> oh, just puts a dildo up my ass. Why don't you? I wouldn't um, even know what Americano was if it weren't for you. It's um, watered down espresso. Anyway, um, one of the doors was closed at Starbucks. And I was like, this isn't right. And I went to the other door and I was like, oh, thank God. I need my coffee. <laughs> Yeah. In my head. I was like, and then the, these people before me were like, oh, can we order blah, blah, blah. And the person at the cash register was like, I'm sorry, we're, we have to get everyone out. We're closing soon. And I was like, that is bullshit in my head. Oh, okay. So I go up to the guy and because he goes to lock the other door, he like leaves the register. And then I go up and I'm like, hey, can I just get an Americano like real quick, like a nice Americano? <laughs> And he was, and he looked, and he's like, yeah, 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 sure, sure. And he looked like he had to pee really bad. And then I was like, are you okay? Are you feeling okay? He goes, no, I'm pretty sure my appendix burst and I'm the only person in the Starbucks with the key. So I have to get everybody out before I can go oh to the hospital. Oh my God. And I was like, okay, did you get that Americano? Yeah, yeah. All right. And I was like, everybody out. He has to go to the hospital. And wow, what a bitch am I? I was like, I didn't know that was the reason. I just thought, I I don't know. I was like, at the time, at the same time, the most selfless and selfish move I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm comfortable with opposites now. Thanks, Kate. Well, opposite states of mind. Yeah, I felt so bad. And then people can coexist. Yeah, they can. Thanks, Kate Wolf, for my healing. And when I was waiting for my Americano, people started coming in. I'm like, heat. We're closing soon. You got to get out. You were closed. There's not, they're not open. So I just became a martyr for him. Yelling woman in a jacket. I felt so bad. I was like, I can't believe I used my breasts to maneuver in a last Americano. The thing is, in winter, could he even see them? What? In winter, your boobs are hidden. I I unzip my coat. Oh, you left that part out. I was going to say, I was like, winter carts, coats are very, winter makes it difficult to use your womanly ways. No because, one is sexy walking around in the winter. No. Well, that's why I always try to get like a really cute coat. Cause it's not like, I really, know it's not, I don't think anyone's going to be like, well, I can s- see her figure under there, but you can see my style. Yeah. 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 And you're like, I like that style. Sexy. Well, it's, it's like good. Carrie Bradshaw. Like she wasn't really that pretty, but she had a style that was like, you couldn't beat. By the way, speaking of Carrie Bradshaw, I tweeted about this, but I had, I always like wanted to be Carrie Bradshaw when I was in high school because uh-huh. I learned about sex through Sex and the City. Right. Typing sex shit on my, my fucking laptop last night and I had my window open and I was smoking a cigarette out the window in my underwear and a t-shirt with my curly blonde hair. And I was like, holy shit, I am Carrie Bradshaw. I just had to say that. Except for That's- she would never live in Murray Hill. <sighs> I know. One step, one more step. Yeah, that's the only element that I'm missing. <laughs> you are, you are, you are, you, you are. Carrie, Carrie's apartment was really nice. I mean, for what she did, but whatever. Uh, well, guys, for, she was a writer. Yeah, but I feel like she, she never got many jobs. Column. She had her own column. Yeah, but like she was other on the side that, of a bus. Yeah, that's true. But like I've never been on the side of a she bus. She was just too busy bitching about men for her to talk about well, her work. So. That was the whole show, though. I know. My so, my mom was like, she was like, she actually pointed it out. My mom, every time I review true. things that my mom did while raising us, I was like, wow, really? Like very progressive. Dude, my yeah. my brother had so many girl toys. 
Could ugh, your mom? And you never want to be on the podcast. She, I mean, she's so I great. Can, she can't because of her job. Uh, okay, um, guys, come see us live. Yes, on Thursday, January fifth at seven thirty p.m. This beautiful angel called Wendy Starling is having her birthday show. It's so it's our glamour puss. 7.30 p.m. Zinc Bar, 30, uh, 82 West 3rd Street. Wendy's birthday show. It's going to be crazy. Tickets are 15 bucks. You have to be 21 and over. Link is in the description of this podcast. And then on Friday, January 27th at 11.15 p.m. It is the first Nacho Bitches of 2017. You know, hopefully I'll be around still. Um, <laughs> you never know. You, you never know what I'm going uh, I don't know. I'm going skiing, so could oh. be the end. <laughs> Steven one time, snow tubing, tore his shoulder off. Snow tubing. I'm like, like isn't that for children? Fuck? Yes. Children and dogs oh, gosh. can snow tube without injury. I feel like I'm I'm the strongest I've ever been physically. So, you know, I'm just going to go for it because my mom was like, don't be careful. And I was like, oh, I'm not I'm only getting older. I know. That's the thing. Knees creak. And then hopefully you got to cross your fingers before you go skiing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we are uh, going back on tour. This is the second leg. I mean, this is like the uh, the a half leg, aka two dates in Florida. Hi, if you're in Florida, can you come? Please, if you know anyone in Florida, even if you don't want to come, maybe buy it as a ticket, just buy like a gift for someone that might not want it. <laughs> Hanukkah and Christmas fall during the same time this year, so there's absolutely no excuses. Fort Lauderdale, Wednesday, December 28th, we're at the Improv. Next day, Thursday, December 29th, West Palm Beach, we are also at the Improv there. Please, we're, I, I don't guys, care. There's not a lot of guys you. we fuck fans apparently <laughs> in West Palm Beach or Fort Lauderdale because they're all too busy on their boat. So, uh, you know, but it's a really fun show. Okay. And we're going to challenge you to go outside your comfort zone. Yeah. So just, you know, just come. Yeah. The show's good. I'm already, I, it's like I, every time Florida's brought up, I really try to get less mad at Florida, but then I get more mad. <laughs> <laughs> this week in the news, a man tried to fuck a snake. Betty's from Florida. Betty's from Florida. A Florida resident. I know it. Every time. I know. It's, well, it's tropical New Jersey. Um, <laughs> That's and, a good point. And uh, people always like apologize. I'm just like, don't apologize. Just buy a ticket. I'll accept your apology in the form of a ticket. It's $20. Please, please, guys. Okay. Also, wow. I don't where I don't even know where to begin with this. There's so much information, guys. You know it. You love it. You might not have used it, but you definitely Googled it. Give it up for Squatty Potty. Yes. Thank you so much for sponsoring us. It only took a very long fight with our agents who sell ads for us. Um <laughs> I mean, what? What are you talking about? Guys, experience the benefits of healthy toilet posture. You didn't know that was a thing. Now you do. And achieve perfect elimination all year round with the original Squatty Potty toilet stool. Then Christina added LOL stool, which is a good joke. That's the only thing I added is the rest is completely their copy. Uh, Squatty Potty is based on science. (laughs) Oh, that's all I need to go along with something. And it really works, you know? Anything else is not based on science. This is based on science. That's very vague. But well, I, what if I don't believe this? I science? do like it. Well, I mean, I don't know. God's not reaching up your asshole. So is it though? Uh, it's been recommended by doctors and health profe- professionals worldwide. I mean, that's a little vague, but I'll go with it. Uh, <laughs> I, I was reading these. I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to put them on and see where correct goes with them. Uh, Squatty Potty helps. I, I didn't even read this ahead of time. We're so I know. Professional. <laughs> Squatty Potty helps anyone who might suffer with constipation. Hemorrhoids, 
and too much straining in the bathroom. Dude, I did that today. That is true. I want to say that as a youngin, I did visit a proctologist and straining is very, it was a traumatizing experience. I used to hold my poo. I don't know why I did this. Yeah. When I was a kid, I would like hold it. And then it would get to the point where it was like shitting out a dictionary. Oh, sometimes I like to hold it to make sure, you know, just for the sake of time to make sure that like if Next we're going, time it's going. <laughs> if we're going, I don't like to sit there. Like I like to, I, know. I like to hold it until it's almost coming out. <laughs> and <laughs> a prairie dog and a dead. Oh God. Never prairie <clears throat> dog again. Uh, squatting opens the colon. <laughs> And gives waste a straight shot at exiting the body. <laughs> it's if so basically if you don't buy squatty potty, you're not giving your colon a chance. Give and do we not waste a chance. all you know deserve that opportunity? Complete elimination is very important to overall general health. And squatty potty affords that. I don't even really know what that means. <sighs> well, they're using affords and not the not the typical way that we use it, but it is correct. Okay, good. Where I go out of your comfort zone, squatty potty. Yeah, I got. I also uh, <laughs> just uh, ruined this. Okay, um, <clears throat> squatty potty is the most successful company that has appeared on Shark Tank. They're really proud of that. <laughs> they are so. Proud I don't want to say that Shark Tank is the one show that I always flip past, uh, but it is. <laughs> And as millions of fans. <laughs> Not Corinne Fisher. <laughs> and it's like, I'll watch anything. I'll watch the, the the show where the gypsies are getting married and just mad at each other. You're like, Shark Tank, ew, what? I don't need a plot, uh, <laughs> but I also don't need a Shark Tank. Uh, Squatty Potty <laughs> has thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. And I know when I'm looking to, to make a purchase about my health, I'm like, what does this dingbat on Amazon have to say? <laughs> I mean, like, but the thing is, it's like, have you ever even taken the time to write an Amazon review? No, but I do go by the number of stars. Like if someone's, if someone was like, this thing sucked and like 80 people said it, I'm like, eh, probably not. Right, because only a mental case would leave an Amazon review. <laughs> and it had to be really bad to do it. <laughs> but, you know, if you're so, if you've eliminated everything, you're got more energy to write it. This copy gets even better. Yeah, this is my next. This is my favorite one. The New York Post says, I'm going to stop you right there, Squatty Potty. Isn't that the same publication that took a picture of a man who was about to get hit by a subway train? Yeah, the old Asian Kyle. Yeah. I forgot about that. That haunts me every night. I I mean, I don't even know what to say. I I will never not be over that. I had a tough week. Now I'm thinking about that. I watched the Jean Benet Lifetime movie. Oh, why'd you do that? I don't know. I had trouble sleeping. Um, (laughs) Back to this. Uh, The New York Post says, Squatty Potty is the best chunk of plastic $25 can buy. Oh, isn't that a... What a review. Well, also, isn't it $29? I don't know. I bought four of them, though, for Christmas. Oh, did you? Yeah. A lot of people bought them. I think it's like the more we make fun of it, the more people want it. I know. And then people, like, what's happening is they're buying them ironically because it's fucking hilarious. And then they're like, oh, wait. Oh, shit. This actually works. Yeah. No, it's a hilarious gift. Everyone will get a good laugh. But then, you know, you're going to secretly try it at least once. Absolutely. And it's going to work out. We all saw the uh, animated uh, picture on the website. You know, if I see a cartoon d- doing something, I'm like, yeah, well, let me do that, too. Uh, there's a Squatty Potty model for every style and budget. It's true. There's a bamboo one that I almost got. But I do want to say if twenty nine dollars is in your bud is not in your budget, maybe 
up for something else first. Uh, <laughs> they're going to hate that part. <laughs> I mean, this is very, I was surprised how inexpensive this was though. I know. Uh, find out what you're missing. Squatty F- potty is available nationwide at bed, bath and beyond target and Costco stores, or you can go to squattypotty.com, use code poop and save 25% off your entire order. I mean, definitely buy it online because number one, you don't want to be carrying that around. And number two, use the code to make us look good. Uh, this is the best deal out there. <laughs> I mean, that's a the Donald Trump write that copy. Uh, so this is the most amazing. It's terrible. It's it's amazing. So it's don't, terrific. Don't use any other coupon codes. Okay, go to squattypotty.com. Again, that's code poop. You're not going to forget that uh, and save 25%. Uh, oh, and receive free shipping. Oh, that's nice. Wait, they tell us where else you can get it and then say don't use. Co- okay, whatever. Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess if you're out running errands and you're just coincidentally at Bed Bath & Beyond, it would be fine. Like, it would be really hilarious on the Upper East Side to just like buy a bunch <laughs> and maybe drop them comically. So after you're done taking all the shits, you guys, <laughs> go download this app on your phone because you need some help. If you've ever thought about going to therapy but found it too inconvenient, like you got to go outside, you got to get up, you got to put pants on, not in that order, you got to do it in a different order, it's too expensive or it's just too embarrassing to make it into the office. Well, I mean, get over yourself. Um, <laughs> then give Talkspace a try. Talkspace is an online therapy company and they make it easy to connect with a licensed therapist handpicked for you for as little as $32 a week. If you use uh, Talkspace, you could text audio and video message your therapist as much as you want. I wonder how they feel about that. Your Talkspace therapist can listen to you vent about work or family, explore your relationships with the people around you and help you put on the path on the path to a happier life. To sign up to go or learn more. I cannot fucking read out loud. God damn it. <laughs> to sign up or to learn more, go to Talkspace.com slash GWF. I'm going to go to fucking Talkspace and try to rid the shame of me not being able to read out loud. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code GWF to get $30 off your first month and show your support for Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast. Talkspace. Therapy for how we live today. mm Mm. I want to. I kind of want to sign up just to see who's on there. You up? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but oh, <clears throat> really excited for the holidays, guys! Uh, and what better way to commemorate uh, Christmas than with this email? I could have raped an Uber passenger. Oh, you don't say. Okay, all right, perfect. Hey, guys, uh, I know you get tons of these. Not really, uh, uh, not <laughs> like that. <laughs> so I don't want to take up too much of your time. I drive for Uber on the weekends and listening to comedy podcasts uh, keeps me zen during long nights. That's how I got introduced to your fun podcast. I had an experience with a passenger last night that has me concerned. I got a request in the suburbs and went to pick up the request. I get to the address and see five people standing there, then see one girl on the floor. Oh. <laughs> Uh Uh-oh, we've all had that night. Uh, Yep, I've been that girl. Two of the people are helping the girl on the floor to my car, and I am at first concerned because I don't want this girl to get sick in my car. Then after they put her in the car alone, they tell me to take off. bitches. Uh, Now I'm concerned because I wanted to make sure she was okay to be by herself. The girl that requested the trip said she'll be fine and told me to take off. (laughs) She'll be fine. Just leave. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is good that you get to actually type in the address, and you can trace it. Good point. You can trace it on your phone. 
Uh, the drunk girl was passed out the entire trip, and I tried to drive as smoothly as possible to make sure she didn't get sick and got to the destination. I turned on the lights and said, we're here, and she couldn't stay conscious long enough to communicate properly. After a few minutes, I asked if she needed help because she couldn't walk before and there was snow everywhere. She said she was okay at first, then agreed that I can help her. We got out of the car and she said this wasn't her address, that she was at another address on the same street. Okay, well, her friend tried. Uh, (laughs) Like minimally, though. I helped so much. I sent my drunk friend to the wrong house. (laughs) On my daddy's credit card. But it was kind of a mind fuck because it was on the same street. So if you're drunk, like, you know. Like, are you sure? Yeah. Drunky. I helped her back into the car and she passed out again and I drove to the right address. Helped her to her door to the apartment and she said she didn't have a key. Oh, oh boy. God. Uh, I asked if she had a roommate and she said yes and tried calling her. At this point, I'm holding this girl up because she will face plant if I don't hold her. Then a couple walks by and the guy is giving me a very judgmental look. I am aware of how bad this must have looked that I am uh, holding up a severely intoxicated girl and trying to get into an apartment. And then when they tried getting into the door right next to the drunk girls, I asked them for help. I explained the situation and I didn't know this girl and I'm just trying to make sure she gets home okay. I mean, thank God she next door to Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, oh, that would have sucked. Well, no, she's a woman and he wouldn't care. <laughs> that she doesn't have a key and roommate isn't answering her phone. Uh, said, all right, whatever. The guy neighbor says he recognizes her and says he can try to help. I ask if there's a landlord to call and he said he would try to contact him. Drunk girl butts in and says she doesn't need the landlord. She just needs to go I home. Fuck a landlord. Fuck yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, like, can you imagine like calling your landlord in New York because you're too drunk to get oh, in? Oh, he'd be like, go fuck yourself. Sleep on the road. Yeah, the landlord would be so pissed. Uh, and then... Uh, she said she can go home with me. So the girl is now drunkenly telling the Uber driver she can go home with him. That's good. Uh, I quickly said that's not happening. And as soon as I did, the look of judgment left the neighbor's face. The neighbor's girlfriend checked the back entrance to the apartment and it was open. Safety first. Uh, I helped the girl to the back entrance of the building and then the neighbors took her the rest of the way. The neighbor's girlfriend thanked me and said I was a good person. And then I took off. Went to Wendy's to grab a quick <laughs> bite and went back to drive. That's my favorite part then of went the to story. Wendy's, I did fry in the frosty it was great i love that he included that detail i felt like it was a personal shout out to me so thank you uh i know this is a lengthy story but i think it's really messed up how this girl's friend treated her your show has a wide audience so hopefully a story like this can make a small difference in letting people know that you shouldn't just pawn a friend off in an uber it may seem harmless but it could be like playing russian roulette there are some real creepy or shady dudes that would pounce on an opportunity to take an advantage of a girl that drunk i was happy to help but this night could have gone wrong in a thousand different ways and then he has a signature uh on his <laughs> oh i included it on his email that says mahatma gandhi be the change that you wish to see in the world i mean that's what he did yeah and i was like we get it you're a hero um okay he didn't rape her because he don't want people to rape well my problem with this email was the subject line is that your when you see a drunk girl is your first thought that you're a hero because you didn't rape her yeah, that's a little messed up. Well, I think it's just kind of like, yeah, it's like people's thoughts really just do go to that. It's like, no, you I shouldn't have... even been thinking about raping her. Yeah. At all. But, and I got, I, that's exactly what I thought. And I read his email and I was like, wow, good for you that you didn't rape someone. But then. No, he did do the right thing. But no, it, it I was troubles like. troubles me that he thought that. If I were the female Uber driver, I would have thought the, thought the same fucking thing. Not thank God I wouldn't have raped her. Mm-hmm. 
But thank God she asked me to come. Like, I was the car that got picked her up. Well, yeah. No, I think it speaks volumes about the the society that we live in. Where and, you're, like, thankful that you didn't rape somebody. Yeah. And also kind of just, like, well, how, yeah, I mean, how people, dr- like, view, like, the, a drunk girl alone as not just, we don't, like, when I see a drunk guy alone, I'm like, oh, that guy had a fun night. He's but fine. When you see a, a drunk girl alone, you you feel troubled and yeah because she's worried. way more vulnerable yeah um and this girl was yeah was exactly that and that's it's jarring and uh, you know you hear so many bad stories so i understand i would think the same thing like oh my god i she could have oh but then it's the whole it ain't her fault like you know what i mean well, i don't I mean, know it's a friend's it's her, being an asshole. you know, it, you have to take responsibility for when you drink too much. I know. Does, when you drink too much, does that mean you deserve to get raped? No, no, of course you never deserve to get raped, but you, I mean, you, like, it's like, we can't just have to work, take precautions. Yeah. We can't walk around, uh, the world invincible. I mean, I gotten so drunk so many times and I'm, I'm like, every time I'm like, oh man, I think I'm so thankful that I have friends who are so good. Okay. Okay. Mm, um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, don't uh, rape your Uber. Hey, good for you for not raping it, but also I get it. And I'm sure her friend who who was also drunk, just not as drunk, who set up the Uber too. Yeah, I guess I personally have never been in a situation like that because I I I don't black out, but that's that's also luck, right? And I don't <laughs> really get wasted to the point where I don't know where I am. I I don't think I've ever if unless I'm at someone's home, my friend's house or something. Right. So I've gotten that drunk, but I always know where I am. Yeah, that's I, good. Th- th- got a good GPS scene. This is me uh, on too many nights. Oh, I can't believe I'm home <laughs> in the morning. Right? I can't believe. Oh, wow. I woke up in my bed. <laughs> good for me. I know. I'm just like, magic is real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Again, this is a podcast about doing what we say, not what we do. This subject line, dad didn't talk to me. Dad dropped dead. Tons of therapy equals a message for others. I am 23 living in a large city, which is going to be a part of the next tour. Yay, come out. I was listening to your most recent (laughs) podcast with Kate Wolf while on the plane and nearly cried. I probably would have cried if a strange man was not touching my shoulders with me. Oh, God, I hope you're okay. My father was the parent that refused to talk to me. We fought and I wanted him to be the bigger man and approach him and reach out. We were both stubborn waiting for the other one to reach out. I would go home and he would hide from me. He would eat dinner with me and the rest of the family. But besides that, nothing. The reason this is all in past tense is that he died. He just dropped dead one day this year. My 2016 has been extra shitty. I don't remember the last time I talked to my father on the phone before he died. I don't remember the last time I spoke more than a few words to him. It was probably him passing the phone to my mom or me asking him to do something for me. So I wanted to give a message to listeners, which I wish I had heard. Although I can't speak for every uh, every experience or issue, I hope this helps one person. If you and your parent or parent parental figure are fighting and they won't be the bigger person, man, woman, etc., be the bigger person. Stop being a punk ass bitch. Woman up, man up, person up. Just suck it up and do it. Save yourself the weekly therapy bills and increase intimacy issues if they drop dead tomorrow. It is sad that sometimes you have to be the person to reach out because you think so highly of your parents, but you need to do it. This is uh, the what ifs that I deal with on a daily basis are worse than what I what it would have taken for me to reach out. My father will never see me get married if I do that or have children and be there as I grow up. So if you have a parent, God damn it, 
reach out. I wish I could be fighting with my dad and I don't get that luxury because the world is unfair. So fucking do something. It won't, it will only take a minute and it will, it will not only make your life better, but it will be enough to let your parent reach out. Just don't, uh, don't want, uh, don't want to talk to them, send them an email, mail them a letter, send them smoke signals, just reach out. Happy holidays, everybody. Well, that was good. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I agree too. And I thought that that was <clears throat> such a sad story. And I'm really glad that she, uh, she sent us an email. Yeah. Just because your parent reminder. is older doesn't mean they are wiser. I mean, it's like, you know, it's the younger person kind of should be wiser, not in like experience over years, but like as society progresses and ideas change and mm-hmm. kind of go like you're both coming in with like different types of knowledge. So, yeah. And I really understand being so stubborn that you're like, well, I'll wait for he to, him to fucking talk to me. Right. But then you hear a story like that and you're like, you think of your own parent dying and you're like, ah, yeah, I'm going to call him. Yeah, because you can work it out. You can just take matters into your own hand. I mean, or maybe you can't, but at least try. At least try. Um, so this week's guest, uh, I am very uh, excited. Uh, we've gotten a lot of requests over the years to have on a person who is identifies as non-binary. And it's hard. It's not like we haven't thought about it. We, of course, have. It's just we, we don't. No, I like know one person through a friend who is, but other than that, it's just not something a lot of people are, t- are talking about. And we want to talk about it. We're both confused. I think I speak for myself. Yeah. And Christina. Oh, I, I, yeah, I don't, I just, I've <clears throat> never had a conversation about it with a person. Cause you, you could talk all you want about with somebody who identifies as male or female. Right. That's not going to fucking get you anywhere. You got to talk to the person. Right. And there's so much, there's so much new terminology and uh, new levels of acceptance. And we're going to ask, I already told this person, we're going to ask you a lot of dumbass questions. Oh yeah. So just listen to this with an open mind. Maybe, I mean, try not to roll your eyes. <laughs> well, I, this is a thing where if we both rolled someone eyes says, it's like um, I'm not here. She, I go by they. I'm yeah. like, all right. Right. But we always say when someone is saying something or talking or, or you listen to them. Yeah. So we need to listen. So let's hear out their story today. This is someone who does use the pronouns they, them. Um, and they are a senior editor at Bustle, which is awesome. We've mm-hmm. definitely been written up in Bustle. So, <laughs> so that's why I so like that's, that. Well, I mean, that main, that is the main reason. <laughs> uh, very excited to uh, introduce our guest today. Please give it up for Sam Escobar. Having kicked out of hotels, kicked out of bars, kicked out of parties, radio stations. I've been kicked out of parking lines, kicked out of stadiums. Kicked out of movies, I've been kicked out of 
intro. And basically, I mean, just bear with us as we ask you a lot of uh, stupid dumb questions. That is fucking. Yeah, because I'm like, well, you know, it's like people might be like, you're ignorant, but it's not ignorant if you are open and wanting to learn, not knowing the information uh, and then being closed off to it is ignorant. But if you're, you know, we're trying. (laughs) Yeah. We just don't know. And I talk about us. We don't know a lot of that about anything. Um, Okay. So, yeah. You identify as non-binary. Yeah. Did, so, we, did I make a mistake yet? No, no, no. <laughs> no, you're total, totally on point. You got everything wrong, but no. Uh, <laughs> no, um, yes, I identify as non-binary. I uh, came out, I guess, last, uh, really publicly, I guess, last Christmas Eve. Uh, oh, how appropriate. Oh, wow. It's like one year anniversary almost. <laughs> what yep. was that experience? Um, well, I'd kind of like told some of my friends in college and then I went... I scuttled back into the closet, um, I would say, because I, I was like, I had figured it out from message boards. I'd kind of always had some inkling that I wasn't quite, I didn't really understand like why I was, I, I didn't identify as feel. I just couldn't put my finger on it. Interesting. Um, yeah. Cause I'm curious about what led you to discover this or yeah. what, what, what was what you're, you were feeling that led you to uh, investigating it. There are little things that I like now can pinpoint and be like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, for example, I like see, you know, I guess, first of all, I, I've never liked the name Samantha, which sounds like a very silly kind of thing. Cause like a lot of people don't like their full names and they like their nicknames, but it, for some reason it was something about it that just like, didn't feel accurate. And where, and like the same as, you know, would have been with, Jennifer or Jen, which both of which have, you know, kind of female connotations. I can't really explain why it didn't work, but I've always been a Sam. And when I was in third grade, I like chose my own middle name, which is, uh, so my parents named me Sam Louise Escobar, Samantha Louise Escobar. And I, in third grade, decided it would be Llewellyn, which I didn't even know at the time is like a boy's name. And it makes a little bit more sense now. Llewellyn? Yeah, Llewellyn. It's a boy's name. It's a Welsh boy's name. Oh, Oh, okay. Uh, But I saw it in a book and I was like, cool. And so I didn't, you know, have the context, but then in retrospect, that one's more like a funny sort of thing. Hmm. Uh, But also I, I knew I was queer pretty early. I didn't know the word for it, but I knew I liked girls, but like probably as of like third grade, I think. Um, But then when I got older and I started like watching porn, I would like see myself even in straight porn from the male perspective, no matter what. And that was really disorienting when I started realizing that that was not because I was just queer. It was because I was, you know, I identified a little bit more with men in like, I mean, in in terms of anatomy, but also I'm not sure perspective in some ways. Um, I've still been kind of like sorting that part out. Uh, But there was definitely a moment in college where I realized that like it was not just a I, you know, like banging girls sort of thing. Um, What was the moment? I think, oh, you know, I mean, it was just like, I, I think it was just, I was on that message board. T- oh, okay. Yeah. Like and a so like, series of moments. Yeah. That it was like a bunch of it. things. And I remember I was, uh, I like kind of had been thinking about it and I was just like, I didn't like the way, I didn't like the way that I felt pressured to like look a certain way all the time, but it wasn't really a societal norm thing. It was like, I literally just didn't want my body to look the way that it looked. Oh, okay. Um, and like what, you, you didn't feel comfortable like, cause yeah. you have the genitalia and female yeah, exactly. form. And do you feel like it, do you feel like it doesn't like feel connected to you? Or? Sometimes. So like the way that I, I guess the way that I feel about it is like, 
I like that I I like the way I look in a lot of ways. Like I think I love makeup. I love presenting mm-hmm. very conventionally feminine in a lot of ways, but like I've never felt connected to like my anatomy. Hmm. I wish that I could be a little bit more fluid because so many people kind of conflate being non-binary with being androgynous. And like, so they have Hmm. this idea of like Ruby Rose and, uh, and, you know, people who are like very tall, very thin and very, or very petite and very, you know, thin and, and with like a boy haircut, like a a chick with a boy haircut, Mm -hmm. no makeup, but looks flawless. Very twiggy. Yeah. More flat chested. Yeah. Cause I mean, that is like, I I hope that doesn't make you uncomfortable. That's like one of the first thing I I was like, wow, you have huge breasts. Great. Great boobs. (laughs) 34 F. (laughs) F. (laughs) Right. Which I felt like must be an interesting thing to deal. I mean, cause I I don't even know what it's like to have large breasts. I I hated my breasts. (laughs) But, but it didn't, it wasn't because I didn't feel connected to them. It was because they got me attention that I just did not want at the time. Yeah. Because I was a double D since way too young. Yeah. And so I didn't like, I hate it because some of the things you're describing, like I felt that too. But mm-hmm. for me, it was, I didn't want some fucking old creepy dude to say something gross and make me feel ugh, yeah. icky. And it's like, I think it's like, I still, I love my boobs in some ways, but in other ways, I'm like, I wish that I could just subtract them some of the time. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's part of, part of it's just like, I see myself in a very specific way and I wish that it could go kind of back and forth. And I know that there's only one way that people can see me because like, there's no, I mean, I can't, unless I literally surgically had them removed, which I don't want to do. There's no way that I could be ever seen as particularly androgynous. So, right. Cause you have almost like a pinup esque figure. Yeah, so I, it's like the most feminine, <laughs> Damn it. right. Which is uh, that I think that's so interesting because the only, the only other, uh, nine, non-binary, uh, person I know is, has that kind of, uh, look that you just mm-hmm. described. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the ones that, uh, most of the people that I know that identify as non-binary or, um, you know, are gender fluid. Uh, they are, I would say a lot of them, you know, have very short hair, which is great because I feel like that allows a lot of people to like switch, you know, from being seen as masculine or feminine, conventionally speaking. Um, for me, I have a very big head. <laughs> and so if I have short hair, I've had it three times. I was going to say, did you do it? And you're oh, like, damn God. it. I got lumps on my head. <laughs> oh, so, oh, I have like, I have a lovely head. But also, I have like, I just, I'm. I mean, my dad looks like a Hispanic Jackie Chan. And I think nice. I think I inherited some of that. And so, but like pale. Uh, and so when I've cut my hair, whew, I did not look like Mandy Moore in How to Deal, which is the original person oh. I was trying to look like. I love that. It's that was your inspiration. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, Good look. <laughs> but I definitely, I, I kind of eventually embraced it and was like, oh no, like how I present and how I identify are not the same thing. And I don't need to you know, bind my chest, which I did, you know, a little bit in college. And and how do you do that? How do you bind your Ooh, chest? There are some, well, some people use straight up like duct tape around a bra and that's Ooh. like very painful, um, effective in some ways, but very painful. They're also like binders that you can actually buy that are really great. Um, compression, compression shirts that are really great. Um, I, it kind of hurts my chest. Like I can't even lay on my stomach. I can't imagine it's like binding it. Um, And so I have friends that love those and they, you know, for some people it's like extremely necessary. Like just like it's a gender affirmation feeling and it, it just, it's really important to them. Yeah. And I, I think too, cause people are for the most, a lot of people are, are ignorant to this specific issue. I think mm-hmm. it's safe to say, even the ones that claim to be like liberal and feminist and accepting blah, blah, blah. That's great. But I feel like it, it's gotta be easier for that person to, to bind their chest, to get a short haircut so that other people exactly. at least know, Oh, 
and they have they're not like that's a woman and they they don't have to fight that or 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 explain it or whatever yeah and i think for a lot like i have a few friends who um you know they came out as trans and they then eventually you know they they embraced being very masculine presenting and because they were kind of told that like that's the only way that people will see you as a man. And then at some point they were like, you know what? Like if I want to wear lipstick, like that doesn't make me not a trans man. It just means that I am a man who also likes to wear lipstick and there's nothing, you know, that means that you're not the identity that you are anymore. And I think, I think it's just because we, you know, we associate presentation so heavily with identity and in reality, there, there's such different things. Um, Mm But for some people, it is extremely necessary and it is like so important to them. But for others, it's not. And I feel like that's kind of a lot of the issue is that like there's a very mainstream idea of like this is what a trans woman looks like and this is what a trans man looks like and this is how they're supposed to present and passing is the most important thing and blah, blah, blah. And in reality, it's like a lot of times, you know, passing is a safety thing as yeah, opposed to a wanting to look a certain way thing. And, it, and by passing, you mean that they come, they, they come across to yeah. the general public as the gender that they want to identify as yeah, that they are. Okay. Yeah. And so that they, as opposed to, you know, the, the sex that they were assigned at birth mm-hmm. and because people are very, I mean, I am, I am fortunate in that a lot of the kind of prejudice that a lot of non-binary and trans people face, like I don't experience because the way that I like to present is so much, more conventionally seen as feminine and people don't really guess that I mm-hmm. uh, am non-binary. So I don't get a lot of flack for it in real life. I get it online. Um, right. But, because you're not, you're not being yeah. humanized to that person. Exactly. So it's way easier for yeah. somebody in bumblefuck USA to like get annoyed and just exactly. let loose on the comment section. Yeah. And so like, and which I honestly is like, you know, fairly harmless. I've been on, I've been like writing on the internet for like five years. And cause I was like, I was like the people yeah. know you from your yeah. writing with bustle or have, did you work other places? So I was at, before? I was at good housekeeping. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> What'd you write about? Uh, I was a beauty, I was the beauty, beauty editor there for cool. uh, a year and a half up until this past October. And well, you're very good at makeup. I, I look you. at you. I'm like, you know what the fuck to buy at Sephora. I love makeup. So my entire apartment's just hoarding my poor roommate. Um, <laughs> but I, and then before that I was um, the managing editor at the site called the gloss. And it was like a, oh, okay. it was like yeah. a, a lifestyle fashion beauty uh site with like a lot of feminist um a lot of feminist writers and it was great uh and so i have been dealing with comment sections for a long time with other stuff just Mm. by being like what kind of things get you said to you in those comment sections before it was just like i can't believe that you called so-and-so a rapist how dare you um and like i used to get a lot of hate i can't believe they raped somebody yeah (laughs) exactly i was just like i don't think it should be that controversial that i don't like woody allen but um (laughs) But, but surprisingly, uh, but it, I think I got, I mean, I got a lot of appearance based ones just that were like, you know, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. Um, I can swear, right? Wait, oh, oh God, no, I just realized the it's name. Guys There's no guys. swearing on guys we fuck. So if you could just be a little more, I'll just be a little bit. Don't be a potty mouth. <laughs> I'll just say, uh, wait, people got mad at you for, you know, any, I mean, any people would get mad at anything and then they would just, they go after your appearance because that's like the laziest way yeah. of dismissing somebody, especially anybody who like, presents as female or like who, you know, somebody who is like a female writer, people will go after first your appearance and mm-hmm. second, they'll be like, you just want attention. And it's like, but I 
also want money and that's why I write. And I'm not going to lie to you. Like that's like my career. So, um, (laughs) and wow, you just, yeah, like that's, that's exactly the misconception. That's like my career. I love that. (laughs) And so I think, but they would always go after my parents. And so I got, I, uh, have had a few different instances where like I get posted on certain men's rights activist boards, uh, and they'll just like Google image search me which is why I have SEO'd <sighs> my best selfies. Um, mm, hell so yeah. Put all the metadata in so that way in Google Images, all my good pictures come up and not the really bad ones. That <laughs> is such a That's smart a way to smart handle it. Move. I've been doing it since 2012. And I gotta I'm look really that happy. up. How to do that later. That's I will show you. <laughs> great. Yeah, that's really good. Um, but yeah, so when I came out... Um, I mean, I've been, I've been like openly queer for a long time, but uh, when I came out as non-binary probably I guess I did it on a small feminist site which is like a super wonderful safe space it's called Femsplain and it's just like this really great environment where like a lot of people have written really great personal essays about like sexuality and gender and feminism and you know PTSD and eating disorders it's just like it's a very healthy environment so when I I originally wrote for them and I think November about it so it was like a small version of coming out because I knew the only people that I you know so this is before your family? Yeah. This okay. is before my family. This before... I can't believe you found a healthy place on the internet. That's great. That's exactly why it's so good. Cause they like designed it to be like, they don't have, they have a moderated comment section. Like it's really, really safe. And so I knew that like the people that would be reading it most likely would be people who are really encouraging and like people I'm friends with or people who at least I'm, you know, E friends with. And that was great. And if the people that hated me were going to see it, they wouldn't be able to comment anyway. So that was fine. Yeah, I was. I I gotta say, and this is me being a dick. I whenever when anyone says the word safe space, I'm like, Ugh. I know, I know. And but but <laughs> like, I like your situation. You know, you just want to come out to a community that will maybe you'll help somebody by sharing your story, mm-hmm. maybe, and just skip the fucking mm, stupid slut comments, exactly. right? It's like just shut the fuck up, like. So yeah, that's yeah. just well, just me uh, telling myself to shut up. I, I agree, but 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 my my concern with safe spaces is that the world is not a safe space. So True. you come out in a safe space, and then doesn't that make the real world even more brutal in a no, way? Because you me, knew no. I just no? wanted to come out and just not deal with the stupid yeah. shit that's gonna get thrown. Because you, it seems like Which you I absolutely knew, knew. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I mean, part of the the thing that I think the most important thing is the world is not a safe space for sure. Which is why it's really important to create them. Um, and I think having those, like for example, like Femsplain has like a lot of writers who are really young, like in you know in their late teens or early twenties, and they, if they wrote an essay about coming out, you know, and they're in their last year of high school and they wrote a thing and suddenly, you know, they got like 20, five different comments from people that are like, fuck you can't. And like, right. that's and they can so internalize awful. that. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's just, it is really nice because it, even though I, I mean, I know how unsafe the internet is because I've like had my address posted before. Like I know oh, exactly how God. bad it is. But, and also, I mean, the creator oh God, of Femsplain has had that stuff happen to her. Does anybody lot. go to the house? Um, when, no, I mean, no. Just I being mean, an asshole. No, like, it was truly? just on, it was on a board. It was like a few years ago. Did um, it get taken off right away? I, eventually. <laughs> but oh, I, luckily God. I moved not too long after. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Cause like, but, you don't forget yeah. that. But I like, I mean, I think safe spaces are really important because I think, um, even though things are terrible all around, it's like, it's really important for there to be like small pockets where people can trust each other. And I think like for trans people and non-binary people, like a lot of 
a lot of feminist spaces are not safe spaces because they are where people like who don't believe in trans women or trans men <laughs> exist. And like, those are terrifying places, but they're all over the place. Um, really feminist. Pla- I mean, Ooh, not, not yes. that feminists are always great. I hate a lot of feminists. Honestly, sometimes <laughs> I-, I wanted to ask you, do you, have you ever read an article? You don't have to say who wrote it or what the article was or where it was, but have oh, you yeah. ever read you something and no. Oh, oh no, I, I really didn't. I really didn't. But have you ever read something of somebody else's work and you're like, oh, are you fucking serious? Because I do feel that I read broadly. I read, I used to read Jezebel, then it's just really started to piss me off because mm-hmm. it came off like some of the articles were great. And then some of the articles were too compensating for the feminist movement. And I just, it didn't. And I was like, I thought that feminism was equality and support, but also calling being able to call somebody out on their shit in an intellectual smart yes. calm way blah 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 but some of the things that i've read are too anti-men or too i don't know and it made me go really that turns me off so much i think um well yeah there will two things i think the first is that i i mean there are a lot of feminist sites i think or i guess I guess a lot of female centric sites also just like get branded as feminist. Um, Cause like Jezebel has like a huge variety of interests and like, I do not agree with a lot of their articles, but at the same time, I like okay. also think that so much of the work they've done is really great and important and wonderful. Um, but I, I think a lot of my issue with some feminist sites is that, and, and I guess not in the case of Jezebel, but I'm trying to think of another one, but um, seeing people as infallible because they're women. And I think that is mm-hmm. like something I don't appreciate. Like today, for example, a certain <laughs> Lena Dunham. I was going to say, I was like, I saw that you retweeted mm. the Lena Dunham abortion uh, comment. Yeah. And I think saying, you know, oh, criticism against Lena Dunham is like, you're only doing it because she's a woman. And it's like, no, it's completely valid. Same as Taylor Swift. There's a lot of women who deserve criticism. And well, you, yeah. you should, a woman should be able to critique a woman. Like yeah. that's, that's what helps, uh, like people should be able to critique each other. That's we should not... be able to critique each other. People yeah. should always be striving to improve. And like, I mean, same as like with Hillary Clinton stuff, it's like not all criticism of Hillary Clinton is inherently, you know, sexist. Yeah. If, if she does bad things, she should be criticized. It's when somebody is going after her in like an extremely unbalanced way. That makes no sense to me that, that, that I feel like is more sexist when somebody's like, oh, well, she wore that suit again. And, oh, you know, yeah. why didn't she do her hair a little different? Ugh. And like, can she not do mid, you know, and, or like, she's trying too hard to be likable. And it's like, <laughs> that to me is such a sad, that's, um, mm. well, I yeah. think there's just a lot of criticism in general on the internet that doesn't need to be here mm-hmm. there because who anointed, uh, you know, us king or queen, like we are not so perfect that we yeah. have the, uh, like, the background to criticize it. I mean, like I'm into an open conversation, but I feel like it's just, everyone's just nitpicking each other, especially celebrities. I mean, you can't do anything if you're a celebrity. And I think with people, like there are some celebrities where I'm like, oh, they like said something stupid and they came back on it and they apologize. And like, that's okay. Cause I think people make really stupid mistakes and and everybody does. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And the, the best thing to do usually is to like, be like, I apologize and I will learn. And, you know, even if you just want it to go away. Like that's just the quickest way to make it go away. And yeah. I don't know why celebrities don't get that. Um, they just double down over and over. Uh, but with, with people like Lena Dunham with saying things like, I wish I had an abortion. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that? I just oh. learned that because before, <laughs> right before you came over, Corinne told me, read it. And I was like, 
Because huh. it's the number one thing do you trending lean? on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Do you lean? So the statement yeah, exactly. that she said, I mean, I, we didn't read the whole article because the doorbell rang. Uh, <laughs> but it basically, she said, uh, even though she has not had an abortion, she yeah. said that she wishes she had had one for the experience. I think or? for the guise of like being like, I wish I could do that so I could, you know, fight stigma and be a better advocate, something like that. Okay. And the oh, thing okay. is with that, it's just like you shouldn't need to be within an ally you can yeah and being an ally is part of it is like not making things about you and amplifying voices that are above or different than yours (laughs) not making things about you i mean did you see girls (laughs) 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 but it's like she has a whole show for that why right right right, right. (laughs) um but i think the the abortion it's like that is such a weird privileged thing to say yeah and yeah and that's uh, like that's that's what it is it is a weird privileged thing to say yeah dunham is not a bitch for saying that it's like that there's no middle ground of criticizing somebody like Lena Dunham yeah. because she isolates people so much that it's it's like we're fucking rooting for which football team's going to win with like all exactly. of our fiber of every all our being. I'm like, and there's so much sexist criticism of her. There is a lot that's just like, well, she looks like this, so she is right. a terrible person. And it's like that. I think gets blended in with all the valid criticism. So it seems as though any valid criticism of her mm. is sexist when in reality, it's like, there's two different sides. It's like- Critiquing her as is, an artist. Yeah. yeah, critiquing her as like a public figure who's decided that she wants to speak about feminism as publicly as possible without learning about it as much as she should. Well, she's a narcissist with her heart in the right place, I think. I yeah. think she means well. Yeah. I think for the most part. Sounds like she's open to learning. I do not know her personally, but right. she probably is. I hope so. And I think I know. She listens to the critiques that she gets. Like it, when she gets them in a large scale. I hope so. Because I think with um, with some celebrities, you know, of any gender, they just double down over and over and then they don't learn. And with, with this kind of, with her like, her views on like sex workers and her views on abortion or like the, her statements on abortion, stuff like that. It's kind of, what are her views on sex yeah. workers? I would have to look them up a little bit closer. But she but has I just, like very... They're a, they're a little too uh, <laughs> swervy. So, so it's like a, a TERF is like a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. A SWERF is like Whoa. a sex worker exclusionary radical feminist, feminist. And kind of like this idea, a lot of celebrities have this idea that like, who speak about sex work, they have this idea that like, sex work is, you know, inherently evil. And in reality, there's like tons of sex workers who are who can advocate much better for themselves and who are fine Mm. and who are not trafficked. And, you know, they don't need a celebrity voice to speak for them. Um, Okay. So that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, feeling also just, you know, I, do you guys edit things out? No, we 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 can, can, we can, the one I was going to say, I was going to say, I just want to make sure that I'm going to double check and make sure that I like, I'm right that it was Lena Dunham that said a few things. Oh, that's (laughs) your phone number. Because I know Anne Hathaway was one of them too. Oh, (laughs) and I was like, did I, just well, you know, just two princesses. Anyway, princesses so, yeah. in, a, in in the celebrity. All right. So there's so much the words that I wrote and read today that I am confused. So now just like starting, this was just a question I had. So it's like, I've always felt like what I would characterize as like a tomboy, mm-hmm. but I do feel like I am, I have the parts of a lady and I feel like I am like, I want to identify as a woman. So what, what's the What's the difference? What was the thing that like put it over the edge? Like, how do you, how do you know we're on the spectrum? So many words, just mm-hmm. walk, like walk us through it. It's so weird. Cause it's really, I, I get that question a fair amount. Um, and I'm never quite sure how to answer it because I think it's so personal between person to person. Okay. Like it's so, um, it's such like a, 
I guess, personal journey, for lack of a better term, and like experiential sort of thing that it's like hard to pinpoint. And I definitely don't want to make statements about all non-binary people. But for me, it was like, I've never been what would could be considered a tomboy at all. Um, And I like, I've always kind of looked the way that I do. I've also looked like I was 25 since I was like 12. So (laughs) that didn't help. How old are you? 27. Okay. Um, and I, I like got very, I got, I was like five, seven in sixth grade and then just duck like that. Um, and, and so I've, I've like had boobs and like hips since then. And so I've always kind of looked very feminine. Um, and also, uh, I've always just loved makeup And that's like something that's like really, you know, typically associated with women. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't like a feeling of like how I wanted to look inherent. Like it was like that was part of it later on where I was like I wanted to experiment and I wanted I was kind of trying to figure out how other people would see me um, with the androgyny stuff. But it was also just I I remember in 2011, maybe I read it on a message where like I read about people who are non-binary and I started reading all these like personal stories about it. And so many of them sounded like me and I mm. hadn't really had it put into words. It before. had clicked for the first like, yeah. time. That's not a connection to a community. That's the same way I figured out that I had obsessive compulsive disorder. Oh my God. I just so read a book. Cause I was like, I just, this doesn't, I was like, this just doesn't feel no- normal. Mm. I mean, that's different. Cause it's not normal. I like know you mean. having OCD. And I'm like, this doesn't feel normal. It doesn't feel like regular anxiety or different or like, you know, yeah, certain, I was like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I have I have obsessive compulsive disorder and I have no idea how people do not have it because it's like the only thing I know. <laughs> well, but, but also a lot of people th- like will be mm-hmm. like, oh, I have it's I'm so OCD. I'm like, no, no, no. If you no. had OCD, you, you there would be hours missing from your fucking day. No, so. I know when people tell me they're OCD, they're like, I wash my hands a lot. I'm like, no, that's, that's not, not it. The same thing. <laughs> do you also tap all four doors before you leave the house eight times? No, <laughs> shut up. Well, no. it's like also speaking of things that Lena Dunham has uh, tried to could uh, that was the only that was the thing that bothered me most the episode where she like said like all of a sudden yeah. reveals she has OCD and I'm like you didn't I'm like you could have just copied it from the Jack Nicholson movie and that then was it went away really quickly that's <laughs> just weird she's got good control over it that made me laugh I wish I did that <laughs> yeah um and now what do you what do you say I'm sure people have been like well you're you're just confused yeah so I have what do you, how do you answer that we've done a few different ones one is that I'm confused one is that I want attention which do is do men like, tell you that is it mostly men um online it's yeah it's actually a lot of men but it is a lot of women too there are women, women on women can be shitty too so yes yeah, so that's why i asked if you google me there's a, there's a woman who wrote a very lovely article uh about you about how i have thrown people under the bus um how all oh, non-binary what people, a bitch i think she said all non-binary women get the, which is like that doesn't but that, that doesn't, doesn't even make sense yeah. i was like it was very it was just very strange and contradictory. And and it just like the whole thing is like Ignorant. this very odd argument about how like um, basically saying like if you identify as non-binary, you're like abandoning women and like you're not showing solidarity, something like that. And it's oh, weird boy. and wrong. And in does she identify yeah. as a feminist? That she sure does. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I'm she talking about with some of this. <laughs> yeah. But she's also a joke to most feminists, to okay, most cool. feminists like in media, I think. Um, I, I remember like I tweeted out like a screenshot of the article and so many people, she's a Canadian, uh, she's a Canadian feminist and she, and so many of my friends who are Canadians were like, no, we, we are very we ashamed like her. of her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's not, she's not one of us. Um, but, uh, but yes, yeah, so I, I, have had people say I'm confused. I think to that kind of question, it's more like, I think a lot of non-binary people and also trans people and also anybody just needs this like space to not feel solidified. Um, since it is such a, a confusing kind of 
path that like once you realize that you're on it, it's like hard to kind of pinpoint where you are in it. So like, for example, when I was in 2011, when I was like 21 and kind of realizing it, I was like, oh, okay, I want to, I want to bind my chest and I want to look androgynous and I want to, you know, dress a certain way because I am genderqueer. Like that's, you know, I'm non-binary, I'm genderqueer. I am, um, this is how I want to look and this is how I want people to see me. And like, this is, you know, what I want. And then I kind of stopped feeling that way, or I guess I didn't stop feeling that way. I stopped thinking about it because I was sad about it. And I could tell that no one was ever going to see me androgynously. And at the time Mm -hmm. I like really, that was like the only line that I had to go off of was like, as soon as somebody doesn't know if I'm, you know, like what gender I am, like that's, that's the winning line. That's when I'll feel the most me. And in reality, it's like, that was just because I like kind of had, you know, preconceived notions. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, if I'm genderqueer, then I have to look this way. And in reality, you know, once I realized that that wasn't the case, like I felt a lot different, but I do know you're getting out of a box to be put in another box. Almost exactly. That's what can, that's Mm -hmm. what I find a little bit confusing about all this, because Mm -hmm. it's like, I am all for like not fitting someone into this little box or having you choose one of three choices. But then it seems like so many people are then trying to fit into some other group. Mm -hmm. And that also feels equally suffocating in a way. Yeah. And I think it's like, there are so many different gender identities and there are so many, um, there are so many different ways that people can feel and identify. And also that can change from day to day. Like there are, you know, I know some people who are very gender fluid and like some days they'll feel like they want to look very masculinely and some days they'll feel like they want to look very feminine. Sometimes they want to not feel, you know, or, or sometimes they don't want to look any way at all. And, you know, but they still identify a certain, they still identify as gender fluid. They still identify Mm -hmm. as non-binary and having the kind of like ability to have people like accept that, I guess is really important to a lot of people who identify people that they know and love or the world. I mean, I, I think in my opinion, it's like kind of a lost cause right now to feel like the world will kind of baby steps though. I, you know, I know that hypothetically I, um, started binding and like, I went on, uh, you know, if I went on hormones, then I know that that might not be accepted by a lot of people. And that's something that's kind of stressed me out. But I think having the ability to know that like, at least your loved ones will, you know, that is really important. Um, also I have friends that, identified as trans and then eventually they felt more non-binary and they realized that they, they just, they didn't identify as, I guess, a binary gender, which like Mm -hmm. trans men are men and trans women are women. And that is still, you know, within a binary and having, having the ability to be like, well, maybe I am somewhere in between is important. Yeah. (laughs) And for, I think it's really, I think it's really good for people to like understand that that is not necessarily like what your first judgment is, is not necessarily going to be where you are forever. Just like how a lot of people think that they are straight. And then, you know, 30 years later, they're like, oh wait, I just, maybe I'm not. And that's okay. And like, I'm queer. And now I know that. Um, and with the, the word, the, the word queer, does that mean that you are attracted to anyone mm-hmm. any gender yeah okay I've, you know I've dated people 
I've dated primarily straight men actually. And because the way I look like that makes some sense. Uh, but wait, you said <laughs> earlier that you were, that you were attracted to, to women. I am too. Yeah. Um, oh, but so also in addition yes. to, yes. okay. So and it's not bisexual because you are also attracted to. Yeah. Yeah. Trans men and women, uh, non other non-binary I'm attracted people. Attracted non-binary people, yeah. And I mean, if there's like the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And if I was attracted only to trans men, I would still, I would still consider, in my opinion, I would still consider that straight. Yeah. Because, sure. but I mean, for me, I'm attracted to like pretty much any gender. Um, I've like dated people who are also, I mean, most most recently, I did start seeing somebody who's wonderful and amazing and and also non-binary, and we joke about it a lot. So, <laughs> uh. But I mean, yeah, I think so for me, queer is like an all encompassing kind of thing. Okay. I think some people have different meanings of it, but for me, it's it's very much and I'll never fault anybody for, you know, identifying as bisexual. I get it. Um, I think it's a little bit easier to explain. It's a little more familiar, but I definitely consider myself. I use the word queer. I haven't I don't think I've used the word bisexual for myself in like, I don't know, eight years or 10 years or something. Um, and then how, and then going off what we were talking about before with loved ones, like how did your family react? How are they reacting? Oh yeah, how a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's cause it's, it's and what did, new. What did you say? So I got drunk on Christmas <laughs> Eve. Perfect. <laughs> I got drunk on Christmas Eve. Um, and on Christmas Eve, I was with a couple of my friends and, um, and I just, I was like, you know what? Sure. Now is a good time. And I just like wrote a Facebook and I was like, I identify as non-binary. Oh, on Facebook. Oh, oh yeah. non-binary people. Oh, yeah. They're just like us. <laughs> just real weird. They get wasted and say shit on Facebook like I do. So much. Um, but I, I, I mean, I'm much more of a drunk tweeter. Um, I like, oh, I'm a high tweeter. Oh, yeah. So I, drunk tweeting is fun. Oh, my fuck. God. Well, the next. So that night I, I, or I like came out on Facebook at, you know, I don't know. It was like midnight. <laughs> And Happy I was really holidays. drunk. And then the next day I woke up still at the same friend's house and just, she was like, do you want tea? And I was like, no. And I pounded like eight or five beers at like eight in the morning. Wow. And I live tweeted it. So there's some really great tweets from Christmas day, 2015. Wait, why <laughs> did goodness. you, did you just choose to do that? Because you're like, I want to push this further, but I'm really makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I just love getting drunk. Oh. Christmas. <laughs> And I was like, well, I'm not with my family. We did Christmas a week ago, which same case this week. I did yeah. Christmas two days ago. And so I think I'm gonna. And then did your family see that? Or how did you they, tell your family? They did. And I briefly spoke to them about it, but we haven't really talked about it much. And I think. Oh, interesting. That's okay. probably something that like. Is your, fa- are you, cause you're Latina, right? Or. Yeah, I'm half Peruvian or and half white. Well, how do you wait now here? If you're, so if you're non-binary, do you say Latin? I say Latinx <laughs> is like. The L I T I N X is like usually how um, L A T I N. Oh my god, I can't even. Tell. Okay, yeah. So I saw that on your yeah. Twitter, and I was like, "Does this is this S and M or something like <laughs> Latin inspired?" It's more. I think a lot of people have like started accepting it as like a gender neutral term because so many languages, especially Spanish, have like feminine and masculine mm-hmm. words, and so right. like this is like an easy way of saying instead of Latina or Latino. Um, it's a little bit of a more neutral way. Uh, and so I've seen it a lot more, especially with a lot of my friends that are also non-binary. Um, but some people that aren't, uh, that are not non-binary, um, also use it just as like a more neutral way. Cool. Um, 
But yeah, so I, I'm half Peruvian, half. My mom is like Mayflower white. Uh, like, <laughs> like you can like literally trace us back to Salem witch trials. Oh, white, cool. You know, wow. I, got, I have that's a white ancestor that was hung. Uh, oh my God. Right that's now. a different podcast, a, but I'm for being a witch. Uh, isn't that bananas? And then also we, my grandfather was very into genealogy. We also have an ancestor who was on a, like the, like who was a judge uh, during the Salem witch trials, which is like, Dude, oh. I just got my genealogy kit. I'm going to send oh, it in, so find out some shit. Did the person get hung in Salem witch trials because she was a witch? But like, also, was she just like sleeping around? I wonder. Because like, I have a theory of like, they, they they confused the word whore and witch back yes, then. And, they sure uh, did. Well, and it I, was an easy way to just get people you didn't like out of your town. Yeah. You're like, ah, eh, she's a witch. I heard Sandra's a witch. So <laughs> I just want to spread that around. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Fascinating. Like, oh, Ashley's just, you know. She's a witch. Being a real witch. Tons of Ashley's in Salem. Uh. <laughs> Classic old timey name. Um, she, I think she was probably hung for being slutty because I'm just like I'm projecting. <laughs> and so that makes. Are you sense. slutty? I have the word slut tattooed on one side of my. Yes. So, e- so either I'm a what? horrible fraud. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. better be a big slut then. Oh my god! What uh, made you want to? Can you show us that later? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Or now? I mean, you, yeah, you can well, you show can us do it now. now. I mean, I guess it's like right here. So it's, it just looked un- uncomfortable to show <laughs> us now. <laughs> slut, and then a beautiful. Is that a white Ooh, ink like or font. is it raised? Like oh, actually, font. it's a, a scarification. I have scarification uh, from when I was, because uh, white tattoos turn really ugly real fast. Hey. So All right. Well, it's pretty. So anyways, yeah. So I, have, so I, <laughs> I got that like, uh, that's great. I mean, a month ago with some friends of mine. Uh, and so, I, I mean, they didn't get that. <laughs> they did not get the same. <laughs> they were there. <laughs> but they matching got different Matching slut tattoos. <laughs> Can we got matching slut tattoos? I actually would totally do that. I mean, Ugh. it makes sense. No. One of my friends got TMI though, which I thought was amazing. Uh, so that's Where? Weird. On the um, body? I, will, I think on, in the same spot. Oh. I was like, oh, <laughs> if only. Um, I think and on her ribs too or side boob or something. Um, that's awesome. But yeah, I got that tattooed because I was like, I've been called this enough times and I... I like the word enough and it doesn't bother me. So I might as well just have yeah, it. Yeah, own it. Yeah. I uh, like that a lot. You get called a slut a lot? I not as much anymore. I mean, sometimes I strangers online, but like when I was like in high school and college, yeah, oh. so much. For uh <laughs> for being slutty. No, I was uh, gonna say because a lot of times people perceive or they call you slut because you don't want to fuck them. No, There's I, so many reasons. No, I banged a lot sluts. of people. For you. <laughs> Which I was really like. I think for part of it, like in, in high school, I was, I, I never really went through a phase where I was like, this is the worst. I think I kind of went through a phase where I was like, I should feel bad about this. And in college, I was like, I should feel really bad about this. Like I, like I know logically that so many people see this as a negative thing. So like maybe I should. Mm-hmm. And then I, I didn't. And I just didn't, I, I, I don't know. It just yeah. doesn't bother me. So yeah. no fucks given. Uh, yeah. Then. It doesn't, I, I guess I can't. Yeah. I don't really equate sex and like morality so (laughs) i'm trying to get behind why a lot of people get so annoyed and pissed off at the idea that somebody wants to be gender binary oh yeah and i was thinking about like uh i looked at your twitter profile because krim was like i really want to reach out to sam to interview Mm -hmm. her them i you know and then that was the whole and then i was like oh we're gonna have her them fuck God damn it. (laughs) Nothing to do with you, but I was getting mad at myself. And then I was like, so many people are so annoyed. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the reason why is they think that non-binary people are trying to shove it in their face, but you're not. You're just being like, this is what I am. 
I mean, there's a lot of people. And you got to yeah. go to your profile to find it. You know what I mean? You're not like handing out flyers like the preacher in the Union Square subway station. Yeah. That's fucking throwing in my face. Yeah. I also and don't I hate DM it. people. I don't DM strangers to be like, guess what I am. Right. Right. Um, whereas I get DM. I mean, I got one like two hours ago that was just like, you're why Clinton lost. And I'm just, just like, but how much power do you really think I have? <laughs> Did you hear about the Colin Joe's uh, weekend? Update? I wrote about it. I'm the, I'm, I tweeted about it and it got made into a Twitter moment, I guess. And um, <laughs> so I got lots of, I had to turn off all my notifications from people I didn't know. I also got a shit ton of emails. I got a lot of Reddit notifications and cause I have a Google alert. Oh, every time I, I see Ooh. my email Google alert, I <laughs> oh say a little prayer so and I never pray. Yeah. So. And then once in a while, it's just like, somebody oh. said you're nice. Like, yeah. Um, and then uh, who cares? Like, you're like ready to be angry. And then you're like, Ugh, damn I it. know it's a compliment. <laughs> oh my God. I, yeah. I, well, you could put on the defense so much that that's what you're used to, mm-hmm. you know? Like, well, and so I like, I wrote, or I like kind of tweeted about it. Cause I was, I was tweeting about how like, I mean, that was such a stupid joke. Um, and the thing is, I like, gotta say, I yeah. did I, just to be fully honest, mm-hmm. I thought it was funny and I laughed at it. Totally. Wait, how did you see it? Can we see I the joke? Kn- Do you oh, remember the joke? So, uh, on Twitter, uh, it, it was announced on Twitter. Tinder, this isn't yeah. exactly yeah. Tinder that you can now choose from 27 different genders. Okay. Which is also the reason why Clinton lost. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah, okay. Something like, okay. and I did chuckle, but what does, when you heard that joke, what went through your head? I mean, I think it's like a trivialization. It's first of all, okay. So I have a few kind of ideas on it. And I wrote about this to The Observer um, eventually. Uh, oh, nice. But basically, like, there are a few things. One is that it's kind of trivializing the idea of, like, gender identity. And in reality, you know, it's not like a... It's not trivial to you. Yeah, it's not. You no. Know, and it's like, for some, for a lot of people, you know, identifying, being able to say, like, I'm trans or I'm non-binary or I'm genderqueer or I'm gender fluid or anything like that is, like, it, it is a really, really important thing. And yeah. not having to pick between two is good. And I think that was really important. And and with Tinder, it's like, I've, I've never been able to put it in my thing. And in my profile, I would have had to just write it out. And then you have to deal with questions. Whereas like, if people know that there are different gender options and you've just already selected one, like there's a, they're less likely to be like, they're less likely to swipe right on you and then ask questions about it. And, and so Makes I'd sense. rather just like, if you're going to pass me, pass me. Um, and so that was part of it. Also like, this doesn't really apply to me as much, but being able to tell somebody for some people, and this isn't for everybody, um, but being able to be like, I'm trans is really important in some ways for certain people's safety, because like literally people have gone out on dates with trans people and then hurt them and yeah, use trans panic kill. as a defense. Yeah. It's, it's a, it was like a genuinely, you know, in court defensible or, or defense, defensible like argument. And like, that's, so it is a life or death situation for some people. For me, it's not as much, but for some people it definitely is. And I think that's, that's also something that, you know, you're also giving fodder to people, to Republicans that like everyone laughing at that joke. I would think maybe you didn't think this, but the people who, a lot of the racist, sexist people, homophobic people who voted for Trump Mm -hmm. probably are like, ha, that's yeah, you're damn right. I mean, that's why she lost ton of that. Uh, You know, you're giving them uh, unwanted. SNL though is a notoriously liberal show, which is why basically all of their political sketches are skewing democratic. My concern is just like as a comedian, we're both stand-up comedians. So as a comedian, it's, it's so difficult to start saying like, there are certain kinds of things or concepts that we can't joke about. Yeah. I feel the same way about uh, this is how I, I mean, I feel the same exact way about rape jokes. Like I think rape jokes inherently like for some, not, 
for not all rape jokes. There are some rape jokes that are funny. There's a lot of different make, kinds. Exactly. There some ones, of them make me want to barf. There's some that make the punchline, right. the, the rapist. And I think right. that, or like your fear of being raped, that's like in some ways, a, a, you know, a better punchline because it's like, we shouldn't have to constantly be afraid of things like that. Ha ha. Yeah. But, uh, or like rapists are bad. Ha ha. And so, I mean, obviously they'd be better jokes, but when you make a victim or, ra- or <laughs> I have a survivor, rape joke, I'll tell you after this like, recording. So I don't know. Um, but when you make a survivor, the punchline, it, there's enough rape culture that it actively contributes to the idea that like rape is normal, that it's not a serious thing. Teenagers mm-hmm. genuinely, there are lots of teenagers and college students that don't understand the difference between rape and consensual sex, which is why it happens so much. Yeah. And so normalizing it by being like, this is funny. Uh, it, it, it kind of, it also like encourages people to not take survivors seriously and mm-hmm. also encourages people to be like, well, get over it. And it's not a serious thing. And it trivializes it. Same with gender. Um, and I think, cause a lot of people do think that violence against trans people is justifiable or violence oh. against non-binary people is justifiable yeah. or queer people because that's their, they believe that it's okay. Like, and it's been normalized in some ways. Like, you know, there's a whole lot of, um, especially, you know, it, not so much in the past 10 years, but before that there was so many different medias where, or movies or TV shows where like, somebody would find out that uh, a woman was quote unquote secretly a man. And in reality, like that was a person who was yeah. actually female. It's just, they were assigned like, birth. oops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And right. like they're made into a punchline. Their identity is made in a punchline. Their, their, their gender is. And also like their humanity is made into a punchline and that's dangerous. And so if yeah. anybody wanted to make this joke, it should not have been a white cisgender dude, first of all. Yeah. It should also not be a white cisgender woman. It should also not be a cisgender person. It should, I mean, it could have been anybody else. And instead it was him. And it wasn't funny. It wasn't well-written. And I also think like in a lot of ways, it also gives not just ammo for like Republicans. It also gives ammo for like leftists and liberals who believe that quote unquote identity politics are like why Clinton lost. And like that it's to no fault of Clinton's and that it's not because America has tons of racists and it's not mm-hmm. because, you know, some 50 something percent of white women voted for Trump. Like, <laughs> yeah. So anyways, yeah, basically I and thought that, that article it, yeah. is mm-hmm. you not, it's not saying you can't say that you're not, that's the other thing. Like mm-hmm. when people like when uh, the racist homophobic Trump person would read your article that she's just trying to make, but you're, you're just going, I didn't think that was funny. And this is why it's not that's, funny. That's what you're, damaging. yeah. Yeah. You're not trying to, I, I feel like people accuse you, I would think, of shoving something in their faces, but that's their fault. They found you. Yeah. And also know? on top of that, it's like, I mean, me and several other people, uh, including like a very wonderful trans woman that I know who gets who isn't even in media and gets so much flack for everything she says you know, defending trans people as human beings. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, in, oh in my her, God, she gets death threats so much. <laughs> and she's not in the meet no, in public no, no, eye just at all. Tweets. She has like 3,500 3, followers at the most and like people come after and, her. Oh my um, God. Which is why this is like, it is like, it was angering because it was so frustrating to see people laugh about something that like, when in reality, if we talk about it, like if we tweet about it, and it, especially her, who is like literally in danger every day by walking outside because yeah. of the fact that like trans trans women are murdered at like a significantly higher rate than and any trans other women group. of color trans like, women of color oh. are murdered at or like at I mean it's it's genuinely the terrifying. survival rate of a trans yeah. woman of color is so it's super low. low and on top of that it's like any I mean housing discrimination they make yeah. there's you know a fourth I think of 
trans women of color are like living in poverty. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's an employment thing. It's a housing thing. And so she just like tweeted about the Colin Josh thing too. And she was getting so much hate for it. What was, what, what is being said? Like what is said Oh. You're dumb, you're Ooh. wrong, or God, is it, is it a God thing? I'm God, sure it's, it's more gruesome so God's than that. God's gonna yeah. fucking... I mean, I was you, like, get, you get images of people who are dead. You get a lot of... <gasps> oh, shit. It's just like, I mean, this is why I like, you know, I empathize a lot with people who write for sites like Jezebel because like they had to deal every single day with like people putting like photos of raped women on like oh the site. Oh my God. Yeah, they, I mean, it's working in media sucks in a lot of ways, yeah. but like people are being monsters. criticized versus being like, having like, you know awful images shit thrown at you is so different. And oh, so, then you actually so... feel scared. Yeah. You feel scared. And it's also just like incredibly God. disturbing. It's super triggering if you have PTSD. Um, and for, you know, for this situation, I turned off a lot of my notifications, but like, I, I like saw some of them just because, um, it's a little bit, if you're on your phone, sometimes like things will show up that don't get filtered. Mm. And I like a lot of them are just like, die, commit suicide, blah, 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 mm-hmm. T-word. Um, just like, T- oh, the, I, uh, it's a slur for being transgender. I just don't even like saying Oh, the one that, yeah. Wait, not great. Did, did are we talking it? about tranny? Yeah. I'm going to say it just because it's I'll, okay. I'll take Go the for heat it. for it. No, it's fine. I say yeah. anything. I, uh, um, but yeah, no, because I mean, I think a lot of people still use, I, honestly, like a lot of my uh, gay friends and who do have trans friends, like they mm-hmm. will say tranny within their their circle, but I'm like, well, that they're in the circle and pe- people representative does, of being trans are present. Why did that? I feel like you, it, like when you, that word really it. makes you cringe. I hate it. And why? I, um, I think it's like, cause it doesn't get, I mean, don't get me wrong. It doesn't get applied to me. Um, very, very much like the only time that anybody calls me that is like once in a while, strange on the internet. Cause they just, they don't really, they, they just have a name. Um, yeah, yeah. but a lot of the people that I know that are trans that have experienced the most violence have like heard that over and over. I was going to ask, like, I and almost feel bad. like you heard a bad story of somebody yeah. getting just beaten. And then that word being yeah. said, because it's like your reaction to that word is something that people should take seriously. It's a bad, it's a really, and it's like, I think for me, it's also, I know, I mean, I love like, like I, I've dated somebody who's a trans woman and she has dealt with like mm. so much more than I can possibly imagine in terms of like, she's very brave into how she presents and she, and, and goes out in the world and is like such a, she's an advocate for other women. She's like so wonderful. And somehow, you know, like she has just dealt with a lot of awful shit for like her, uh, her religion and for her, um, presentation and for her gender. And that Mm. kind of word, I'm just like, and you saw that you, I mean, I've seen people, I mean, yeah. And I've, I've also just like, I've seen things online of just people going after friends of mine and saying that mm. over and over. And it's like, it's this, I don't really use any slur for like race or gender. I really prefer not to, but like for me, it's any of those kind of words that I'm just like, I don't really like any yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I understand that. And as a person who has many times previously said, Oh, that, Oh God, get over it. That word. But hearing yeah. you say that, not that you shouldn't have to explain shit to every ignorant person in this world, but I would say to, <laughs> that's good. Hearing you say that gives me a new perspective. Yeah. Because and I, I think it's these PC bullshit, extra liberal 
dumbasses, but it's, <laughs> it's not. You are very smart, very educated. You, you're not obnoxious. I, I honestly thought like all the things that I thought upon like reading your Twitter bio or something are just so not true. And you, I always try to catch myself being ignorant as often as I can. But a lot of times I just need somebody to tell me why do yeah. they feel a, a cringe when you hear yeah, that Yeah, and I think that that's everybody. Like for me, I mean, I definitely have had times where like I needed to like learn about, like I've said something that was like, you know, for lack of a better term, problematic or like kind of not stereotypical necessarily, but like that didn't have that I, that like either wasn't my joke to make or wasn't my, um, wasn't like the most, I guess, Tasteful. positive. Yeah. It wasn't like a good opinion. It wasn't, it Make wasn't productive, yeah, I guess. Got it. Like I've been like unnecessarily cynical everywhere. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially as comedians. We Especially in 2016. <laughs> yeah. But I think, uh, I think there, there, there've been times where like somebody is like, Hey, like this wasn't a great, like, for example, one word that I think, like I one time said, like, I was like, Oh, I feel crippled by my anxiety or something, something like that. And one of my Twitter followers was like, Oh, you know, I wish you wouldn't say that because I think that that's kind of like always been a slur for like people with disabilities and especially physical disabilities. And I was like, Oh, I should just, that wasn't, a, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I yeah. shouldn't have said that. And yeah. you're right. And I'm really glad you told me. And it's see, the but they weren't like you, you exactly. senseless bitch. Yes. Exactly. That's a, that's discriminating against blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. it, it, it needs to, if someone uh, has that kind of thought, they, it just, it, unfortunately it does need to be presented in a non-aggressive way. Yeah. A lot of the time I think so. There are also times when I do think that like, I think a lot of, you know, allyship is about like educating oneself too. So like, for yeah. example, with, um, I guess like for, I guess at one point I, I wanted, I didn't get dreadlocks, but at one point when I was like 18 or 19, I was like, I want dreadlocks. And then I started yeah, learning about I, the history me too. of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have, yeah. And I was I pretty like, much have and I started learning about the history of it instead of, um, kind of, cause like I could have just done it. And I think, you know, then maybe somebody would have called me out on it, but it wasn't their responsibility to do that. Like it was my responsibility to be like, Oh, I should learn about to this. To know first. what you're doing, exactly. not just like, that looks cool. Like, I want that too. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, white people have been doing that to black people exactly. forever. And cornrows, and, everything with yeah. culture appreciation. Like I yeah. think that's like one of those, especially. I mean, especially with a lot of hair styles. Like I'm just like all celebrities at this point. Like white celebrities really have the tools that they need to know not to do that or wear, you know, or Hillary Duff wear a Native American headdress for Halloween. Um, I'm just like, you guys know better already. Like, yeah. why are you still, why are there still sororities dressing up in mariachi outfits, even though they're all white? Right, like, right. <laughs> but I think it's so important. It's, it's really important yes. for like with the crippled thing. Yeah. I used to say yeah. all the time, I wish I just had a wheelchair so I could just wheel the wherever the fuck. And then my boyfriend's father is in a wheelchair from a tragic accident years and years ago. Yeah. And we would, we go to theme parks every year and I look every year I go, we go with him and then we go to the management office and we get the special pass for a person who's handicapped and they never look him in the eye, but they talk about him and he's right there. Like, yeah. and I remember at one year I turned to him and I go, they don't look at you like you're a person. And he's like, yeah, you're fucking telling me like, oh he's God. like, no shit. I'm like, Oh, okay. And I made the, I connected the dots. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna say that anymore. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's like, I think so much of it is like, I mean, I used to say like the R term that is often used for developmental disabilities. Right. That I, I really had to untrain myself because I did that, I think until I was like 17 or 18. And then I was like, oh, I it's hard so shitty. Yeah. (laughs) When you're a comedian, like we've gotten flack for saying that word. And then I read the emails. I'm like, 
Yeah, sorry. That yeah, your daughter exactly. is retarded. Right. Your daughter, that's the word that they're using. Yeah, but exactly. then when I use that word, I, do, I would never think of making fun of a, a young girl who has mental disabilities, but that's what they exactly. feel when they hear because they, that's their kid. They have to, they're with their child every day and they or see their kid with, make, being made fun of. Yeah, and there are people with, you know, like I've spoken with, I've like interviewed a model with Down syndrome and um, and she's, you know, so great at what she does. She's like a super great model. But she also has talked about like how much it hurts when other people say things. So it's just like, it is a personally hurtful thing too, I think. Mm-hmm. And I guess like that, there are times when I'm just like, oh, I thought something was funny or oh, I didn't think something was a big deal. And then, you know, as soon as it, as soon as you like realize like, oh, if this was my perspective, like, of course it would be bother me. Like, yeah. And, um, but at a certain yeah. point, like, so it, this is, this is, it's difficult, especially for comedians. Like of course. at a certain point, you just can't walk on eggshells and almost everything that I can think of that would be interesting to talk about mm-hmm. because it's like comedy is so much, like, you know, making people feel those feelings. And sometimes the, the feeling is uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, so what, uh, what would your advice be to people who need to talk about everything? Cause, cause kind yeah. of my school of thought is like, I want to, I, I want to talk about the most offensive things. Cause I think even if, you know, you slip up with terminology, sometimes it's better to just talk about it instead of just not talk about just it. Just avoiding at all. that yeah. subject. I think <clears throat> there are some, I think so the way that I, I've like talked to a few of my friends who are comedians about it too. And I think one thing is like, is this, you know, is this punching up or punching down? Like, am I making fun of somebody like with the, with the making fun of a rape victim thing? It's like, that's punching down. I feel like that's almost borderline. on. And I've heard jokes down. where a man does make the rape victim, the butt of the joke. And I feel gross, but yeah. I, to, I, because I'm a comedian, I'm like, didn't like that joke. That joke was fucking awful, exactly. but I, I didn't, I, that's all that happened. And when I imagine, like, cause I have friends that are, you know, I have friends that like love going to comedy. They aren't comedians, but like they love going to comedy and they have like walked into a show like alone and they're just like, you know, they're women and they walked oh, the into the guy comedian always yeah. fucking. Oh, or they will walk in and they'll like hear like a rape joke and they're just like, ah, shit. Yeah. And like, I wish I didn't have to hear about this every time I want to get entertainment. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think the other thing is to think about like, is like, is this, is this promoting a harmful opinion? Like, am I, am I kind of not, am I like helping to push forward this idea of like a stereotype, a really negative stereotype? Like, am I putting something into the world that like is helping the side that I don't necessarily want to be on? Like, am I helping to affirm stereotypes about like people that are not myself? Like, um, like for example, I have bulimia. I've been bulimic for a very long time. Um, and like, I recently did a couple shows and I did sets about it. And I just tried to make sure that, like I've, everything I talked about was like about myself and like about. Wait, are you, you also know. a stand-up comedian? Not really. I've just say, done a few. I'm sorry. Shows. We're like, well, okay. I'm a comic. No, I didn't no, know. Totally, no, <laughs> no. I got asked to do. My best friend does a or did it a wasn't show. in the Twitter bio. Come on, that's all. I, that's all I had to go. <laughs> no, on. I know. And that makes so sad. I also I also do poetry, which is weird. Um, and that's not weird. I love going to slam poetry. I open love mics. poetry. It's so. I don't fun. do it, but I love watching people. Do I it. almost graduated with a degree in poetry. Oh no, wow, that's, awesome. that's I didn't so even know close. that was possible. I mean, I did, <laughs> right? But I mean, well, it's not because I didn't do it. I'm sure someone has. Wasn't the right thing. Thank you. Uh, yeah, college definitely wasn't. Um, <laughs> but I, I know I I've done like a few. I've done like maybe five shows. So not really. I, I would not consider myself a comedian. I would consider myself. You've done like, comedy though, for sure. Yeah, a comedian. Yeah. Um, but uh, an artist, a exactly. performer. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Uh, a muse, an idol. Um, 
But I, I did like most of my jokes like about myself mm-hmm. and I tried to make sure that they were kind of like centered around me, uh, which sounds egotistical, but I also didn't want to give well, people the idea that like, no, that's a safe uh, route because you right can't get mad because these are my things. Exactly. Yeah. Right. What you know has been around, around for ages. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's normal. Um, I know I'm sure we have to wrap up, but I, 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 earlier today, like basically like this whole episode was just kind of like we're really confused about something. And to be honest, I want someone who doesn't seem very terribly annoying to explain it to us in a non-judgmental way. (laughs) Doing a great job. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I had people tweet, like, can you ask a question that you might have for a non-binary person Mm -hmm. and don't... don't worry if you sound offensive or dumb. Yeah. So can I ask some of these questions? Fire. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. And I, and no one should feel, these are just questions that people thought. And I think it's better to clear them up by someone who knows rather oh, than yeah. just like let them linger in your head and kill you. Um, so this person asked, what does gender dysphoria feel like? Oh gosh. Uh, that I feel like is, I, I guess that would be a, definitely a personal enough thing. Like, I don't really, I don't think I have gender dysphoria necessarily. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, and, and did you, have so you even experienced yeah. it? So yeah. I can't actually, yeah, I don't think I could speak to that very well. <laughs> have you, have you ever had any friends who experienced gender dysphoria? Yes. And I think for them, I mean, and I don't speak for all of them, but for, for the few that like have really told me a lot of those feelings, like it's just extreme, un- dis- I would say extreme discomfort, a lot of it. Um, with their physical being? With their physical, for them, it was, for the few that I'm talking about, like it was their physical, their okay. physicality and also being constantly misgendered, like constantly having people be like, she as opposed to he, or um, she as opposed to them or, and vice versa. Um, I think for me, it's like, it, I haven't experienced that the same way. Um, I have body dysmorphia, uh, like I have, because of the whole eating disorder thing, but like, which Do you is think different to you're me, overweight? But... No, I just can't really figure out what my body looks like. I just like, I mean, yeah. So I like, okay. so once in a while, I like, I mean, when I, I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, cause I mean, which is totally, yeah, definitely different. But for, I mean, that like, I guess is the only and like comparison I have is just like, I'm always weirded out by my body huh. and it doesn't feel ever quite right. But it's definitely different because with like eating disorders, it's like, there's no end goal besides I'm just going to have an eating disorder for whatever. Um, we could, I mean, sometimes I believe it's that I'll get skinny, but like in reality, like that's not mine the case. was, I was believing for like eight months. Yeah. Uh, it was all control. I yeah. Control a something. lot of it's a control thing at this point. I'm like just straight up addicted to being bulimic. I mean, cause it's like a chemical thing too. Oh, well, um, yeah. The reward yeah. system and the, 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 just like yeah. your, your, what you do throughout your day, your schedule. Okay. Yeah. And just with, with gender stuff, like a lot of it, gender dysphoria for other people. And this is obviously different for everybody, but, um, it can be, there is an end goal. Like there is like a, you know, this is, I finally feel like I'm becoming the person I want to become. So it's Mm. a a lot different, but that's, I mean, I guess I would just think of it as probably discomfort. (laughs) Okay. No, this is, no, this is great. We're going to go right through these. Um, We kind of answered this one already, but this person asked, can most people tell you're non-binary or do you have to come out like gay or bi people? Yeah, I usually have to just come out. Okay, um, yeah. and like, how do you address like on like a, on a date or something like if you? How do you say <laughs> most people what your have pronoun is. googled me because <laughs> I date a lot <laughs> through Twitter. So if somebody, I mean, I date a lot through Twitter. So somebody like already knows. Well, they already know. Or, yeah, yeah. Nice. Or like me, if I meet through, I met a guy in an Uber pool once, and then he Ooh. googled me by the next date, and he was like, "So." <laughs> I saw your Esquire. Oh, I wrote about it for Esquire. I forgot about that. Um, after the after the small feminist site, I four months later wrote about it for Esquire, and that cool. was when 
That's when I that's get a lot when more questions. The internet hell yeah. Those, yeah. yeah. I can only. So usually that's what comes. A little up. more mainstream, yeah, and then everyone goes crazy. Um, so this is more of a comment, but if you have anything to add to it, this person says it's like understanding what the world is like to someone who is colorblind. Conceptually, I accept it, but I can't internalize it. Mm-hmm. I think that's. Uh, but they don't have. This person is not gender binary. No, but it, it, it seems like a. I think like a, a straight dude. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and so... Because you don't have to internalize it if you're not that. Right, well, I I always... (laughs) Well, I think there's a difference because people a lot of times are like that. I accept that. But I think uh, the next level after accepting is understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe that's what you meant. I I think accept... Well, to me, I think the next level is like... Because it's like there's tolerating, then there's accepting. Then there's just like, I think, kind of respecting. Like, it's just like, I, you know... For example, like I'm never going to know what it's like to be perceived as a, like I'm never going to know what it's like to be a person of color. Like that's just never going to happen. For right. Me. But I like, you know, and obviously this is different, but it's like I can respect their experiences and their perspective and their, you know, identities. But I will genuinely never understand what it's like because I don't have those experiences or that identity or that um, or that life or their perspective. And so uh it's like a take their that's, word on yeah. it. That's instance. when you put your listening ears on. Yeah, exactly. You just listen. Exactly. And that's why I can't like assume to know what right. they would feel like. So, Okay. And then uh, what's the difference between non-binary and pansexual? So non-binary is a gender, gender. identity. Uh, pansexual is a is a sexual orientation. Is like a, yeah. So who you're Mary attracted Beth to. Mary Beth said she was... Uh, she came on the podcast. We did oh, a podcast nice. thing up for um, uh, Pride Month, and she oh, awesome. we asked people to submit clips because we wanted to hear from the LGBTQIA community. And I remember Mary Beth said she was pansexual, and I was like, oh, awesome. word? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I've known you for years. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like sometimes These are all tweets, like, not oh. my own questions. Sometimes I yeah. know the answer, but I just am not reading it. This one, uh, this one is interesting. Why do people take such pride in being non-binary slash act like it's an accomplishment. I know gender. I I said open, whatever. Oh, no, no. I know gender is a spectrum, but I DGI, I don't get it. I don't give a fuck. Totally. I don't get it. Um, And I think that uh, part of it is like a visibility thing. Um, So I I am like... I would say I'm as proud of it as I am of being proven. It's just like who I am. Uh, it's like I'm stoked <laughs> well, that, on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's and it's cool, but it's also not like a. It's not one of those things where I'm like, this is an accomplishment necessarily. I mean, I think accomplishment wise, I'm like, oh, I have a good career, and I, you know, and I am, you know, I'm I have really great friends, and I'm, I run a support group. Like that's stuff that I think of as accomplishments, but I think is is an identity. It's more just something that I'm like vocal about because there, there are increasing numbers of people who are non-binary, but there aren't like, it's not like a widespread thing. And I think, I mean, I answer a lot of DMs from, I, and I would never, ever, ever post any of them, um, or quote any of them really, but I get a lot of DMs from people that are like, I'm confused about my gender identity. And like, can I talk to you about it? And that's one of the other reasons I'm vocal is because like, I would rather that person, message me or anybody else who's non-binary than to be a 15 year old who, you know, is super confused and feeling really bad about themselves and Mm. feeling like they're alone and not have anybody to like vent to or whatever. Um, and so that's important to me. It's yeah, it's definitely not an accomplishment, but it's definitely, I want to be vocal about it. And also like, I, 
myself and a few other people that I'm pretty good friends with, like are really into makeup and also very into beauty. And like, that's something that's not associated with being non-binary necessarily. Um, because it's just like, oh, well you have to be, you know, again, like you have to be androgynous and you have to like not be into lipstick if you're going to mm-hmm. be like presenting well, like kind of male. When people realize that all gay men don't talk like that's all the time. Like that's not how oh, gay yeah. men the, talk. The, like, the thing some, that's like, sure. you, you don't sound gay. I didn't know right. you gay. It's like, that's supposed to be seen as like, who? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good question because it comes off as like ignorant, but then it's good to, it's yeah. good that person asked in that exact way because there was clearly, yeah. Well, do other non-binary people ever shit on you because you are so into beauty and makeup, like you're not being the nine, you're non feminist binary enough, person that they think you should be. It's happened one or two times, but so rarely. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a few people be like, I don't, you don't speak for all of us, and it's like, I don't really want to, so that's fine. To. You should always yeah, just be exactly. speaking for yourself yeah, as an individual, yeah. and in some ways, like there are times anyway. when I'm just like, you know, but I for the most part, yeah, I uh, I've had one or two of those, but most of the people that I know especially through Twitter that are non-binary are really understanding. So I haven't really had, I haven't really encountered that very much. Okay. And then the last question, I mean, this is, this one says, I've always been curious about people who identify as trans later in life. Caitlyn Jenner is the most typical example. I can only imagine how many times the name Caitlyn Jenner has been brought up to you. Um, I mean, obviously being trans and non-binary are different. I think that's something that people are confused about to begin with. Mm -hmm. Do you have any comments on that? Um, (laughs) I mean, uh, th- like and how they're different well no why well, someone would come out later in oh, life well, I mean, like later in life you don't want to like get killed caitlin jenner was always trans and i mean like if you watch like pieces about her life you kind of like see the slow progression of it happening yeah um and i've watched interviews with her where you know she always said that i, I f- did, didn't feel the way i looked and and things like that yeah um but i mean you said you knew something was was gradual yeah and it was like i knew there were different things like i mean i mm, like i think that the reason why i eventually came out and i kind of realized it was like i found other people that were and i heard them speak and i was like oh this is like what i've been trying to put into words and it's kind of like that little like click where you're like oh my goodness i had no idea that other people felt like that, and that's a sense of belonging yeah. to a in a to a place that you didn't even think. Yeah, and you I knew could feel that way. Like I knew I was attracted to girls starting in third grade, but I didn't know the word for it until I was like in seventh grade. I think right. I didn't know there was anybody else that felt like that until I was older. And as soon as I realized that, I was like, oh, okay, like this is an okay thing. And um, I think that kind of happens with other people where they're like, they didn't find the words for it, or they didn't know they had a safe arena to come out mm. or they like didn't have the means to um because for for me I'm like I'm totally safe like I know like I'm I make enough money that I can support myself if hypothetically something not I mean bustle has been really amazing about it but like hypothetically they like an employer previously like fired me I would be able to survive so it wasn't a danger thing for me for some people it's like they have to wait until it's super safe or like they're financially secure enough that if they lost their job, like they would not go homeless. So for some people, it's like a survival mechanism to just like not come out or to not present a certain way or to only present privately a certain way or to, you know, use- Well, are groups like the ACLU Mm -hmm. doing work for non-binary trans or not, or is that kind of forgotten? I mean, I think, I think it's like a much, I'm not actually sure the percentage, but I have read that like a lot of those groups, um, it is a lot lower of a percentage, like especially, I mean, in general, LGBTQ, um, it's, it's a lot lower than a lot of other causes. 
But I mean, also mm-hmm. they, it's unfortunate like that they have to do so much fighting, uh, mm-hmm. but um, it's, there are some, there's, I, th- I'm, I think Transgender Law Center is one of, if I'm not forgetting. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's I've also uh, the Trevor Project, which is like fucking incredible. Like they're like, they provide like a ton of resources, especially to like trans and non-binary youth and queer youth. Oh, that's great. Which is really wonderful Important. because yeah, so it's many people end up being, like, yeah. yeah. And like so many people end up being homeless or get thrown out of their homes. Um, and so it's good to have like resources for that, I guess. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. There's a awesome. lot of, um, we'll put up some links and, and some articles. And if you have any recommendations of articles, if people want to kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, read further or books, or if you're feeling confused or anything like that, yeah. um, thank you so much for sitting down and letting us yeah, really pick your brain. Really appreciate this it. was so fun. <laughs> what, how can people, do you want people to be able to find you on yes, Twitter? Totally. <laughs> how um, can they find you? Uh, my Twitter handle is at my hair is blue. <laughs> okay, perfect. That's easy to spell. Easy to remember. Thank you so much thank for you. sitting down with us awesome. tonight. Thank you so much. Uh, this has been Guys We Fucked, the anti slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Guys We Fucked, which is brought to you by Squatty Potty. Nothing says happy holidays like the gift of complete elimination. And the best way to achieve this is by experiencing the benefits of healthy toilet posture with the original Squatty Potty toilet stool. And I got to say, just took a dump with one. It works way better than anything you've ever tried. With Squatty Potty, you will always enjoy faster, easier, and more complete poop time, which improves your overall health. So give Squatty Potty to somebody special this holiday season. Go to SquattyPotty.com and use the code POOP to get 25% off your entire order. That's SquattyPotty.com. Use code POOP.